Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation, the restaurant guest experience podcast where I talk to industry experts to get their strategies and tactics you could use to create a five-star guest experience. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Ovation, a two-question real-time feedback platform that helps restaurants measure and improve their guest experience. Learn more at OvationUp.com. And I am so excited today. I know you can't see what I'm wearing for those of you that are listening, but I am wearing a Beautiful barbecue shirt yes, with you are. a black <laughs> snapback Dickies barbecue pit hat. Yay. And uh, because we have the CEO of Dickies Barbecue, Laura Ray Dickey. And Laura, we've known each other for a while. And we have, yes. Yeah, we, we've been in the same circles. We've been eating dinner yeah. at neighboring tables. And we, we finally got a chance them. to hang out at this last conference. And you are just such a joy to be around and i'm so grateful that you came on the podcast how are you i am great thank you so much for having me i'm so so glad that we finally got to connect and make this happen i know this has been a long time in the works because i have yes. been a dickie's barbecue fan for a long time i go i eat a lot of barbecue laura i mean like a lot and a lot of barbecue places will either have like good meats or good sides. You find a way to scale both being good. I even told you at one point there was a place um, that was by Dickies and I loved their fatty brisket. They did some like really mm-hmm. good fatty brisket. So I would yep. go, I'd get a little bit of brisket from there. I'd go bring it to Dickies and I'd get a full meal at Dickies, meats <laughs> and sides. And I was like, man, why can't why can't people just like do good at both? Like, how have you been able to do good at both? You know, that's such a good question. I think with barbecue, it's both truly an art and a science, right? It's a passion food. So you really have to be committed. It is, you know, there's, we have a lot of amazing folks in the industry. Um, So much respect. I love our industry. I love food. I love restaurants, but barbecue is so much more complicated than a lot of other foods for preparation. So I think sometimes folks get in there and they will decide that they will be the master of one thing instead of, you know, kind of the jack of all trades. And I get that approach because if you want to be known for something and, you know, when you're talking about a four hour investment for ribs or a 14 hour investment for pulled pork or at least 14 hours for that good fatty brisket, like that takes, you know, concentration. There's the science of the recipe, but there's kind of that art of the pit master. And so I think in a lot of, uh, barbecue restaurants, it's easy to forget the sides. And so we made an intentional choice, an intentional decision that we were going to have a full meal, that it was going to be equally as amazing. That when you think about barbecue, probably a lot of times, hopefully you think about Dickies, but you might think of, you know, growing up and being in the backyard barbecue and kind of those great celebration moments. But you also think about all those good sides, you know, maybe your aunt's potato salad or your neighbor's, whatever. And to me, that's part of the whole experience. And so we wanted to intentionally say, if we were going to, you know, stay barbecue, stay with our roots, it had to be a a full meal. And we've, uh, you know, we've added and dropped sides over over our 82 years of history, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But we think both are important. What was it? What was a side that you dropped that was like really hotly debated internally? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I have a little PTSD just thinking <laughs> that journey. Um, let's still a debate is the potato salad. So Dickie's had historically had two potato salads. We had 
a mustard-based potato salad, which you'll see in most restaurants today. And we had a dill potato salad. And it is so hotly debated, especially, and this is one of those things being a national chain that you have deep regional sentiment. And we we really thought, um, and the numbers, the data, this is one of those kind of catch-22 where the data will tell you one thing. Um, but you know, maybe you have to look at is, is, are the numbers telling you the whole story, but having two potato salads didn't make sense. Right. Because just, you know, a guest is not going to double up. Right. Right. So they're going to make a choice if they want potato salad. So it makes so much more sense to have one, but then, and the numbers said that just, you know, eked out more popular mustard base, but the following in love for the dill potato salad still lives today that has been over mm, almost 12 years and i still get emails about the dill potato salad no way absolutely and and especially in our markets and locations that feel really strongly about that and it will go for a little while and it'll be kind of all quiet and then i'll get one it'll be like you know hey we're in and it blah 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 it was good but where's the dill potato salad and so it's still still definitely a debate well, you guys do such a good job, and and I had uh, I worked right across the street from one of the what I found out was one of the earlier locations, mm-hmm. um, right there in downtown Dallas, right across from the Trammell Crow Building, and yes. we I would go there for lunch all the time. And one thing that you guys do so well is your consistency with such a complicated. Uh, menu in terms of like the raw ingredients that come in, mm-hmm. you're not just talking about ground beef and potatoes. You're right. talking about an incredibly complicated menu with so many skews. And so with that in mind, what do you feel like is the most important aspect of guest experience and how do how does Dickies keep it consistent? You know, such a great question. I was thinking about that, uh, thinking about our chat together. And I go back and forth between what I think are the kind of competing, you know, if you'll the two potato salads of of guest service, if you will, I think it's trust and quality and trust Mm. to me is maybe ekes out again, kind of like that mustard based potato salad. Cause you got to have trust with the guests. Uh, They have to know uh, that they're coming in and what experience that you're going to deliver on that experience. But part of that trust is consistency. They want a consistent experience. They want their expectations to be met. They want uh, you know, a fair price. They want high quality. So I think that trust, uh, but then equally, and even though quality is a part of trust delivering on that uh, quality itself in the food. I mean, that is, you know, we're in the food and the folks business. You take care of your folks, you take care of the food. That, like that is, that's really what I think it's about. And as far as doing that consistently, it's making that the two focuses, food and folks. You know, we don't start the day that we aren't literally on um, our 840 central time charge call here. I'm sitting in the office in Dallas and our original location is just across Knox Henderson. Um, and we start every day here with a 20 minute uh, phone call across the system. It's an opt in, but everybody in the home office, everybody in the field, all of the restaurants that are opening, we start that. So we have our, our get together in the morning. It's really quick. It's 20 minutes, but we make sure that we have our focus right. And that's food and folks every day. What are, you know, you can have all of these, you know, challenges or projects or things that you have to deal with. But in that moment, when you unlock the doors, 
you've got to be food and folks. And so I think that's the trust and the quality. I think that that makes so much sense that that food and folks. And I love that idea of having that morning call of just getting everyone aligned on, on what mm-hmm. we're doing and reminding yep. ourselves of, of the why and, and tips. And because mm-hmm. you guys have what, 550 locations. Do. What are you guys at? We do. We actually, we have 550 uh, traditional locations and then we're up to over 750 in all of our uh, virtuals and non-traditionals and international. Holy cow. And how, what's, yes. what's the split? How many does corporate own? How many franchised? So we have nine corporate locations and everything else is franchised. That is bonkers because the consistency, when you go one, that, that next level to keep consistency and, and that focus on food and folks, I, I, think that is just such a brilliant concept. It simplifies what we're doing, right? It and does. it reminds everyone about that because when you don't have as much control over it, you can't you can't go in there and, you know, call up the line cook in Sheboygan right. and be like, "Hey Tony, like what's up, my man?" You're relying on people who care, right? Yes. You're you're relying on people yes. caring about that and making sure that they're passing on that care to their staff. Absolutely. Well, and there's a, there's a simplicity, you know, I will say that we are barbecue, not rocket surgery, if you will. Right. So I think there's sometimes (laughs) we get over fancy with ourselves in the industry and I love tech and I love all the great things, but in the end, um, or maybe in the beginning, so uh, it's, there's, it's pretty simple what we're here to do and, and keeping that simple focus matters. And, you know, we scaled from a family owned restaurant, you know, literally my grandfather-in-law, that restaurant's still open and operating uh, in Dallas. It's like the continuously oldest open and operating restaurant in Dallas that has never changed names, changed ownerships, changed locations. And we actually start our morning calls that I mentioned from that original shift mentality. Like we're there, we're all together, we all align. You know, if anybody watching, I'm sure has a listening, has tons of restaurant experience, but that's kind of a staple in the industry. You start with a shift meeting. And we've scaled that up to corporate. So again, no matter where we are, what we're doing, we all stop, we get together, we take a moment, we focus, and we might just make sure we're aligned and have you know our self right, our minds right, our values in place, all those good things. A 700 plus location shift meeting. That's probably the biggest shift meeting in the <laughs> world. I love that. Now, besides the shift meeting, which I think is a phenomenal tactic, any other tactics that you've used to improve the guest experience? Sure, definitely. Um, talk to Dickies for us. That is what we call our overarching uh, guest program. Uh, we actually use a metric that may be unique to us, but we call it sales per complaint, right? So it is to us as important as any sales metric, growth metric, metric, profitability metric. Uh, but our we measure daily uh, by location, by region, by system, by by every piece and part of sales per complaint. So how many complaints are we getting per sales dollar? And so we have a benchmark mark that we, we know that if the system is in a good place or not, if any individual location is in a good place. So we look at that sales per complaint and manage that. And why that's so effective for us is, you know, when you, it, it peaks and valleys really well, according to uh, the fluctuation of your business and the seasonality. So you are able to hide maybe a problem that you don't run into when it's a little bit slower pace. You know, so if that consistent average is there, you know that you have a well-trained pit crew. You know that you have a, 
a pit master that knows what they're doing. You know that you have uh, you know good uh, recipe discipline. You know you have all of those things happening um, when you have that metric. But our talk to Dickies is also such an open uh, part of our culture. We have a person that manages nothing but our Talk to Dickies program. And that is our touch point, whether that's website, app, social media, however a guest reaches out to us, that is funneled to one person and the team below them. And they review every single Talk to Dickies feedback, good or bad. We also use uh, a few different um, kind of sentiment analysis tools that supplements that. So we're listening across social media. We pay a huge amount of attention and weight to star ratings. That's something that has been an evolution for us. You know, I think folks uh, can sometimes not love restaurant review sites. Uh, you know, you'll have that one really passionate person on Yelp that was having a bad day that had the worst thing that ever happened to them um, served to you at their restaurant. We've all had, you know, seen those type of reviews, right? They're mm -hmm. great. They're great clickbait. Um, but I think that's uh, missing the exception for the rule of what a star rating is for you. And we look at it as a complaint is another way to, to make it right. A complaint is another way to retain or win back a guest to save that experience. And so we embrace those and we work through them both here at the home office and with locations. And we, we literally focus on, I would so much rather someone say what their challenge is and let us make it right than to, uh, you know, try to ignore complaints or dismiss them. So that's a little bit about how we handle it. That, that makes so much sense. And I, and I love that idea of, you need to normalize it across the board. You yes. need to normalize the feedback because yes. you're going to get different performing stores. And one of the things that we found is that a guest who had an a uh, it's called the service recovery paradox. A guest who has a negative experience with proper service recovery is going to be four to eight times more valuable than the yes. average guest. Exactly. And so. And so that's one of the big things that we focus on here at Ovation is like, how do you win back those guests? How do you yes. get them to give you feedback? And yes. then how do you make it easy to respond to that feedback? Yes. And then how do you break that down into actionable items? So you're oh, not absolutely. you're not harassing your guests with a 34-question survey that nobody wants right. to take, right? Exactly. If three questions, that's what's on our survey. If it's more complicated than three questions, then we're making our job too complicated. You know, it it's was our, literally our survey is, was it good? Would you come back? Uh, and was it uh, hot and delicious? That's it. I love that. Very and it, it's so, so important to keep it simple, 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 simple. Mm -hmm. um, so who is someone in the restaurant industry that deserves an ovation? Who's someone that we should be following? Okay. Um, you know, well, a couple brands that I love. I love Raising Cane's. I love... Chick-fil-A and I love Jersey Mike's. I think they all do an excellent job and they're interesting to watch. But I think someone that I have enjoyed watching is the COO of La Madeline, Christine Johnson. They're here. They're Dallas-based. She was our former general counsel actually for several years. And she joined La Madeline and has worked up and taken over um, as COO for the brand. And I think she's pretty incredible. I loved when our careers overlapped. Uh, but I also think if I were going to go out and, 
and buy a brand, you know, La Madeline and maybe Waffle House would be on that short list because I think they have such uh, potential and such interesting places in the market. So I think she's doing a pretty great, great job and they're a pretty great brand. Yeah. And and what a great brand. And yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things about her. So thanks for thanks for propping her up. Absolutely. Laura, where can we go to learn more about Dickies? Dickies.com, first and foremost. And then you can always find us on all your favorite social channels. We're on uh, Facebook and Instagram, but definitely Dickies.com. That's the place to find us. Awesome. Well, Laura, for having sides that match the meats, that match the joyous personality, today's ovation goes to you. Thank you for joining us on Given Ovation. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen. We're all about feedback here. Again, this episode was sponsored by Ovation, a two-question SMS-based actionable guest feedback platform built for multi-unit restaurants. If you'd like to learn how we can help you measure and create a better guest experience, visit us at OvationUp.com.